Short ball, grab and loose, back and forth, fast, they pass square leg. So this is cricket. Victory to the Australians by eight wickets. He's got it. Got it. Wow, he's got two. Hello everyone and welcome to the second Junior Hawk Talk podcast. I've managed to add a little bit of music to spice up the podcast to save listening to me drone on and on and on. The first week of cricket has been completed and now let's get into what's been happening. The breaking news this week unfortunately involves people and things that have been broken. Taylor James Tate, a new player to the club who was due to debut in the under-14s gold this week, broke his collarbone in a tackle playing football last weekend. Unfortunately, this means he will be out until after Christmas, and I'm sure everyone at the club joins me in wishing him all the best for a speedy and full recovery. Another injury this week was Benjamin Basil from the under-14s blue team. He is sporting split webbing in his right hand after attempting to take a sky ball. He required a couple of stitches in his hand and hopefully will be back out on the field soon. Another injury, not to a person this time, but to the My Cricket app. There was an update that came out on Saturday morning which caused severe slowdowns in uh, viewing scores across all the competitions everywhere. Hopefully a fix is done before next weekend and we can all get back to viewing the scores uh, live. Fortunately, the the slowdown didn't affect the live scoring app so we could all score, but it's still not good enough and hopefully it's all fixed before next weekend. In some positive news this week, thanks to Kerry-Ann and new cricket sponsors Woolworths, we will have fresh fruit for each team each week of the cricket season. A big thanks to Kerry-Ann for organising this and Woolworths for supplying the fruit. Team managers can pick the fruit up from Kerry-Ann each Friday night in the car park down next to the Nets on D Oval. Um, Kerry-Ann will be in contact with all the team managers if there's any changes to these arrangements. But it's great that Woolworths are getting on board and supporting local cricket. Okay, and now we have the Saturday scorecard where we go through all the games from Saturday mornings. First up is the under-13s. They played Canningvale Black at Piara Waters. Canningvale Black won the toss and elected to have a bat. And from their 30 overs, they made 7 for 168. And it looks like there's a little bit of work to be done on the bowling side for Coach Wayne Visser. There were a fair few extras in there. I won't go into exact details, but there's a few in there. Probably a few more than the coach would like. The pick of the bowlers was Darshan Sabiri, who took two for 20 from his three overs. So well done to Darshan. There's a few bowlers who chipped in with one wicket, and there is one or two quite economical bowlers, which is good to see. In reply, in the batting, uh, the boys gave it a really good shot. They ended up making 7 for 156, so falling just short of what is a pretty big total for under-13s. Um, 
The major run contributors was Alastair Visser, who scored 40 from just 34 balls. He's not included seven fours, so obviously wasn't a big fan of running on Saturday. The other other major run scorers was Luke Crestani, who scored 28 from 32 balls with a couple of fours. So all in all, there's a few other nice contributors along the way. Um, I think the big difference in this game was obviously the, the extras. Um, the diff- yeah, we actually, we actually scored more runs off the bat than Canningvale. So there's something there for Wayne and the boys to be working on in the coming weeks. So congratulations on the first game. It would have been pretty trying conditions early on, I'll, I'll give them that, because it was pretty wet and windy. Um, so yeah, it would have taken a little while for the, for the ground to dry. Moving on to the other games this weekend. The Gosnells Gold in the under-14s, they played... Who did they play? Canningvale White at uh, Sutherland's on B1. Gosnells won the toss and elected to have a bat. Got off to a bit of an awkward start, uh, being 4 for 13 early. Uh, but then, as predicted early earlier on in my first podcast, uh, Cooper Smith um, came to the fore and rescued the boys a little bit. He made a top score of 34 from 58 balls, including one four and a six. So that's great hitting there from Cooper. Um, he was ably supported down the order by Jack Brecken and Kalan Masam. So great work by those guys. Um, so they end up making a score of 8 for 105 off their 30 overs. So that's really good work. Um, in reply, Canningvale White just snuck across the line for 8 for 110. So obviously just got there in the last couple of overs. Um, bowling, the, or the standout performer for the bowling was Thomas Johnson, who took four for 20 from his five overs. So really great work there from Thomas. Um, looks like there's a couple of runouts there. So that's great fielding by the boys. Really well done there. Unfortunately, probably 105, probably not a big enough total to defend, but they, they fought very well all the way to the end and only just went down. So there's plenty to work on there. Um, plenty to work with there for for the season ahead. So well done to the under-14s gold team. There was one more game this Saturday, and that was the Gosnells Blue under-14s, and they played Canningvale Teal at Canningvale College. Canningvale Teal won the toss and elected to bat uh, in a rain-shortened game. That was 24 overs a side. Uh, the boys started well enough, take he had... Had Canningvale Teal three for twenty two very early on, but then there's a few, a few good partnerships. Um, I think there was only one drop catch, but that wasn't was a pretty difficult one. So the boys did really well. Uh, probably got a little bit short towards the end. Um, it was difficult conditions, as I said previously, with the rain. Um, Canningvale made one hundred and fifty nine off their twenty four overs. Uh, the pick of the bowlers was probably Josh D'Souza, who bowled his two overs with one for seven. And probably, um, who else was it? Joe Morton bowled reasonably well. And Zach Zilioli in his first game um, playing with the big kids um, bowled really well. Um, figures don't show it, but, um, yeah, he did bowl really well. So I was really impressed with him first up. In reply, Gosnell's Blue, we made 3 for 97 off our 24 overs. 
Uh, found the going a little bit tough. Wasn't as many loose balls for us to, to score off. So um, the leading run scorers were Manav Sharma with 11, Jack Sutton with 10, and Joe Morton with 10 as well. Um, all those batsmen were not out. So the positives for the team this week were we only lost one wicket to their bowlers. We lost had a couple of runouts, which happened. Um, so we only lost one wicket to their bowlers. Um, so there's yeah boys are valuing their wicket and hopefully in the two day games that continues and we can make some bigger scores. So all in all, a uh, couple of close games there on Saturday f- for us and um, yeah one a little bit of a blowout but plenty there to work on. And now it's time for the Sunday session where we go through all the scores from Sunday's games. Unfortunately, due to the weather this week, there were no games for Sunday. The pitch on B1 was completely underwater. As much as Damon was incredibly optimistic that uh, the wind would blow all the water away, didn't quite happen, and especially once the second shower came down, everyone got wet, the pitch was more soaked, and unfortunately for the boys, they couldn't get out on the park today. And then... More unfortunate news, they have the bye next week, so that's a two-day game, so they're going to have a really delayed start to the season, which is very unfortunate. This will give them time to hone their skills and be hit the ground running in round three. And now it's time to go around the grounds to see how the Gosnell Junior Junior Cricket Club kids are going in other competitions. Uh, with no district cricket on for the for the younger kids just yet for the thirteens and fourteens, the only team we have is the father and son team from Piara Waters. So having a look at how they went this weekend, uh, Stan as captain, our vice president, he won the toss and sent the opposition into bat which turned out to be probably not such the best idea in the world. Um, one, of the, one of the opposition players scored 115 from 113 balls with 12 fours and four sixes, leading the Coburn team to a score of three for 186. Having a look at the bowling figures here, Kai Brooks was a lot more economical this week, so whatever he worked on at training must have worked, so unfortunately couldn't get a wicket. Um, Joe Gibson took one for 17 um, off his four overs, which is not too bad. Kobe Lawless, uh, none for 41 off eight. So, yes, obviously up against another decent side in seventh grade. The boys couldn't quite uh, take any regular wickets. In reply to the 186, uh, Captain Stan D'Souza, Mr Vice President of the Gosnells Junior Cricket Club, LBW for the second week in a row. Um, I think Stan needs to learn to use the bat, but um, I'm sure I'm sure that'll come as, as time goes on. Um, unfortunately, da- Supercoach Damon couldn't re- uh, recreate his heroics from last week. He did manage to make it into double figures as only one of two players this week. Um, 
But uh, looking down the scorecard, it's a pretty sorry sight with only two double-figure scores and uh, the Gosnells Junior Cricket Club kids not amongst the uh, major run scorers. So there's a bit of work to be done when they're playing against the big boys. Uh, the Piara Waters team was bowled out for 94 inside of 34 overs. So a fair bit of work to be done there by the, uh, by the boys, but hopefully they're having a lot of fun and enjoying playing cricket um, with their family. So that's great news, and hopefully they can get a little bit better as the time goes on. All right, and now it's time to have our first interviewee on Junior Hawk Talk. I've picked someone who's close to home, so we've had three or four run-throughs on this now. Hopefully we'll get through it this time. I have Jack Sutton here, who is a member of the under-14s blue side, which I coach. And so, Jack, are you pretty excited to be the first interviewee for Junior Hawk Talk? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. All right, great stuff. So, now, let's get underway. Jack, what makes, what makes you like cricket? I just love, you know, meeting new friends, get out there and play a sport that I like. Excellent, excellent. So, you've been playing cricket now for about five years. What's been the highlight of your cricketing career so far? Um, probably the game last year against Rollystone. I made 32, which is my high score, uh, and I was involved in, I think, six or seven wickets and got one of their best hitters out in that game. Excellent. Um, lots of good stats there, but uh, did we actually win the game? Yes, we did. Excellent. It's always good to have your best performance in the game that you've won. So um, when you're watching cricket, what's your favourite format of cricket to watch? Um, probably T20s because yeah. there's just a lot of action and balls flying everywhere, big sixes, big Yorkers. It's just fun to watch. So are you known as a powerhouse hitter yourself? No, not really. More, more the working of the ones and the twos, you reckon? Yeah. Excellent. So you like watching the T20 cricket the best. What about playing cricket? What's your favourite form of cricket? So far that you would have played uh, T20s, 30 over cricket and 50 over cricket. What's your favourite form of cricket to play? Um, probably 50 over games because you get to bat for longer, bowl more overs and there's more opportunities to score runs and get wickets. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the 50 over cricket for the younger kids too. All right, so let's just tell tell the people out there a little bit about yourself. Um, you're uh, uh, obviously everyone gets to bat and everyone gets to bowl. So what's tell us a bit about your batting style, right hand, left hand. Uh, I'm a right-handed batter. And what sort of uh, bowler are you? I'm a leg spinner. All right, and have you always been a leg spinner? Uh, no, just... Last year we changed because we were down in the nets and you, you saw that I was getting a lot of spin with the tennis ball while just had a bit of a joke and I had a bit of a sore leg. So my dad told me to just bowl some leggies at training and he said, try it out in the game and here I am now. So Excellent. So uh, you moved from, from your pace bowling to leg spin. Excellent work. Okay, now batting. All right, so we just worked out. Yeah, you're not not the not known for your big hitting. What's your favourite shot? Um, probably the pull shot because that's where I seem to get most of my power from. Yep, excellent. And um, have you actually ever hit a six before? I have. My first one was last year in the T20 Grand Final. Excellent work. And was that a pull shot? 
Yes. <laughs> awesome work. Okay, so moving on into the fielding, uh, what's your favourite fielding position? Uh, probably mid-wicket because it's so close to the action and most of the balls get hit there, so you get a lot of catches and opportunities for run-outs. Awesome work. Okay, so next question on the list is which teams do you follow for cricket? Um, I'm Australia, uh, and for the Big Bash, I follow the Perth Scorchers. And for the Sheffield Shield Cricket and the JLT One Day Cups, Western Australian Warriors. Go the Warriors. All right, so they have, yeah, unfortunately the Warriors lost the uh, semi final, but we won't go talk about those that format because everyone got a final there, which I don't think is really good. Um, all right, so out of all those teams that you follow, um, who's your favourite cricketer? Um, I've got a, two. I've, my favourite, they're both, I think, I think they're both all rounders. Hilton Cartwright is just, he's a powerhouse hitter, he can bowl, and he's a really good fielder. And my other one is Mitchell Marsh, who's also a really good batter and can be a handy bowler as well. Awesome. Do you actually model any of your batting or fielding uh, on them? Uh, I try to. Sometimes it doesn't work out as well as I th- think it would be, but I try. Oh, that's all that anyone can ask anyone to do. All right. So we worked out all your cricket stuff. What, what sort of things do you like to do while you're not actually playing cricket? Well, I play a bit of footy. Yep. And I play, and I sometimes I play cricket down the hallway with Thomas. Yep. And have to make up rules so he can win, and I don't usually get a bat, so I'm just stuck bowling for hours. Excellent work. So um, we, we do have Thomas here. Thomas, do you like playing cricket with your brother? Yes. Super comments there by Thomas. Okay, so um, outside of cricket, any other sports that you play? Uh, only one. Um, I play football at school and I play a bit of basketball there, but I'm not any good at it. So I try to shoot and kind of just miss the whole lot. So they so stick to AFL and to cricket? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much, Jack. Thanks for being part of the uh, Junior Hawk Talk podcast. And hopefully um, your efforts today encourage people to uh, respond positively when I ask them for an interview. Thanks very much for your time. I hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Thank you. This is the President's Pointers for those that don't like cricket but love it. This week's helpful hints concern my cricket and scoring. An idea for all teams all the time is to set the score scorers up away from the uh, team huddles of both teams so they're not easily distracted. Scorers, it sounds really simple, but please make sure you pay attention to the cricket and not the phone or the other kids. Um, One very helpful hint, if you're using the iPad, make sure you set the uh, scoring to uh, sync each over. There's a global setting at the the beginning of the app. Any 
issues in trying to find that, let me know and I'll help you out. But if you set the the scorecard to sync to uh, my cricket at the end of each over, at the end of the game, you don't need to do anything at all and everything, all the scores will be there for you straight away. You will need internet access, so someone will need to hotspot their phone to the iPad. And if you can do that, uh, very little cost in data. It's only about 25 or 50 megabytes. So these days that's pretty small potatoes. So yeah, someone sync your, sync your phone to the iPad and set the live scoring to sync every over. A, it stops people coming up to bug the scorers because they'll be able to check themselves. And B, makes your job a lot easier at the end of the day. So there you go, that's the president's pointers this week. And now we come to preview of the upcoming games this week. Starting on the Saturday morning, we have the under 11s. They are playing their first game of the season and they have an away game versus Canningvale White at Clifton Park. The under 11s games all start at 8.30 a.m. So unless your coach tells you otherwise, please be there by eight o'clock. Good luck to Sathis and his team this week. Also starting for the first time this Saturday is the under-13s girls. They are playing an away game as well against Rolling Stone Carragullen up at Craig Park. Good luck to the girls this year. I know they had a lot of fun last year. Hopefully they keep having some more fun this year. The under-13 boys on Saturday are playing the first day of a two-day game. The game starts, two-day games start at 8.30, so for all the older boys, two-day games, it's an 8.30 start, be there at 8 o'clock. And Gosnells have their first home game, and they are playing on Sutherland's Park C versus Rolly Stone Carragullen. Good luck to the boys there. On Saturday, also, we have the, both the under-14s teams in action. The Gosnells Blue play Riverton Rossmoyne on Sutherland's Park B1. And Gosnells Gold play Rollystone Carragullen at Cross Park. So there's a lot of Rollystone versus Gosnells this week. Hopefully we can all come away with a good win there. Moving on to Sunday, the under-10s play for the first time. And we have one under-10s team at home, which is Gosnells Blue. They are playing at Sutherland's Park, B1. And Gosnells Gold are playing away versus Canningvale Black at Piara Waters Reserve. They are, in fact, only two games on Sunday, as the under-17s have a bye, as mentioned previously. So good luck to all the teams this weekend. Have good fun, enjoy yourselves, and play hard. All right, that's all we have time for this week. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye, good luck, and have fun this weekend. Go Hawks.